recording. You know that we're recording, but I am legally obligated to inform you that we are recording. Well, thank you, because if we end up making a lot of money, I can sue you, and that would probably be the end of this. But first episode of Shepherd and the Monk. It has been a long time coming. There's been a lot of hurdles. There's been some, you know, some difficulties. But you know, you got to start somewhere. And we are, uh, we're just trying to make it happen. We're just trying to, uh, you know, back up all our beliefs and our ideas and and things like that. And we want to just kind of start off real quick, being that this is going to be more of a philosophical, religious, spiritual uh, experience. Just giving everybody 10 seconds that um, is listening, a chance to decompress, get in the right mind state, you know, be thankful for something think about other people you know if there's a loss a tragedy you know uh, thank yourself whatever whatever you need in these 10 seconds um and i'm gonna let me interject really quick um before anybody turns this off this is also going to be a funny podcast it's going to be a hopeful podcast where we're not just talking about the necessarily the darker side of things and religion and spirituality and culture we're also looking at the joy and love and beauty of the world too so yeah take 10 seconds and maybe let go of some of that darkness maybe breathe in some some hope breathe in some love and kind of let go of that tension so that we can go into this a little bit uh organic and and real Does all make right sense? yeah let's get it started start to write about So, as Jason was saying, this is kind of a uh, viewer discretion is advised. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, a, a forum, a, a long-handed discussion um, that is, you know, there's going to be things that are going to be uncomfortable. You know, you might take some things offensive by our delivery or the jokes that we're going to make about some of this stuff. I will talk about posting pictures of my asshole on OnlyFans because that's part of my spirituality, just so we're clear. Yeah, and then, you know, we'll talk about, you know, some of the heavier, more, you know, deeper things of just being able to, like, look yourself in the mirror and say, like, hey, you know, I like, you know, I like you or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, there's definitely going to be a good good amount of... uh, laughter and 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 jokes so with that with that also being said uh, <laughs> i have to right off the bat jump address, in man yeah i have a uh, another podcast that i'm running with a buddy uh buddy uh straight to the woods and as we had to flag that as graphic content and so i don't want anybody to think that i am a hypocrite by any means that <laughs> about, you know, Christy things and spiritual things and, you know, things that I don't have a bachelor degree in or doctorate. And uh, I'm going to explain myself this one time. And if you ever want to, you know, if you have it in you to ask clarifying questions because you think I'm some sort of person uh, and you don't know me, like, I'll just reference you back to episode one. 
because yeah, season I mean, one, episode yeah, one. Yeah, exactly what um, Jason was saying is that you know yeah we'll have like some pretty adult adult jokes even though we're talking about um, you know things that people can easily get offended by, but you know in my belief being you know from more of a Christian religious background like these are all tools that I was given. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to apologize for that. You know, if there's a way that, uh, so, I mean, that is just my sense of humor. It's what I do. And I, and I, I'm just at a place where like, I know who I am and these are the gifts that I offer and I'm just not going to waste them anymore. You know, so if I can, you know, if I can do something outside of this that makes people laugh, you know, enjoy, you know, pass some time. Great. You know, and coming on here and if I can, uh, we'll get into this a little bit more, you know, just like help people open some doors mentally. Great. But um, I just don't want anyone to think that I should be rebuked or, you know, banned. Yeah. <laughs> Canceled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This guy's not a Christian. He said shit this one time. Yes. And that's, yeah. Jesus and Mary in the same sentence. Yeah. You know, I, I have this like, I have this opinion that everything is god everything is holy everything is spiritual and there's things that like we as people don't want to look at like that because we want to have this hierarchy of existence you know like a church or a mountaintop or you know the sign of the cross or the star of david or the yin yang like these are holy symbols but poop ooh, that's that's bad poop is bad no nah, man poop is part of everything yeah like, everything like it all kind of goes back to the same source so, shit, poop, fucking, sex, like, doing dumb shit, it's all part of God's Auto- existence. You know. What's that? It's an autoerotic asphyxiation. <laughs> yeah, R.I.P. David Carradine. Yeah. I hope I don't get sued by the Carradine family. Yeah, so this is uh, good because, like, Shepherd and the Monk, I... And the shepherd, you know, that is more of a, like, Christian religious thing of, you know, shepherding people. And, um... You got shepherd hair. Like, your hair is pretty shepherd-like. You know, yeah, and I I have a German shepherd. But there is, um... Yeah, I mean, that's just kind of the identity that I feel that I've been, like, exposed to or, like, given. Uh, You know, when you kind of think about you know, like who you are, and sometimes you know they say like like visualization. So I did like this uh, like visual visualization prayer, and it was just like you know relax, just let whatever image of yourself pops up, pop up. You know, and it wasn't like a rapper. You know, it wasn't a, a NBA player. You know, it wasn't a lawyer. It was like I was kind of like, damn, this sucks. But as I really thought about it, you know, like yeah, all the experiences in my life all the you know things that i like are engaged in as far as like learning yeah it's all kind of like funneled me down to you know this specific role and i accepted it um damn i just felt like you know i just felt happier felt more at peace i just had a lot of confidence you know walking walking around taller because i was like yeah you know i know i know who i am you know that's 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 what's real, man. Like if you if you take a moment in your life at some point in your life, whether it's like you that uh, just looked at yourself for a moment and you 
you know, accepted. This is who I am. Like, I'm kind of a shepherd to these people around me. I have to, I have a duty to help them when possible. Uh, that's, that's your truth. And obviously, like, we're going to talk about this. We were talking about this before. There's, like, there's truth. Like, you can't say you are something that you're not. And then there's kind of, like, that Greek Gnostic feeling of truth, like the gnosis of, like, this is my truth. You can feel it deep down in your gut. Well, yeah, and we can get back into that at some point because, like, there are different truths and not all truths are the same. You know, like, your truth, you know, like, if you want to talk about, like, the monk, like, obviously that's not monk. But that doesn't mean that yours is wrong. Yeah, so the shepherd and the monk, I am the monk. Let me be clear here, like, I'm not a monk. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I got the haircut, sort of, kind of, but that was just because I was going bald. <laughs> oh, he's got to right? down first. Yeah. Um, like, I'm not a monk. I just, when I was younger, I did a lot of research into, like, the Eastern philosophies and religion. Uh, that's kind of where I found myself. And, like, I still have sex. <laughs> I still like women. I still eat meat. I'm not like that kind of monk, but I enjoy my time to myself. I enjoy, you know, mountaintops and meditation and, and things like yoga and martial arts have been a part of my life for a very long time. And they've led me to where I am and how I see the world and how I convey my messages to people. Um, it's very like a very like. I don't want to say like open belief system, but you're very receptive, you know, to work to like the world around you, you know, and you are, you know, you, you take in information and you don't just discredit it because it's not a part of like a certain sect, you know, like, um, well, we were, well, we, uh, you know, I would say like, yeah, I'm a Christian. However, I feel that the, as a, as the, religion there's they're still living by like the traditional views instead of what i am like calling like adaptive christianity you know i like that yeah being more open you know to the world and the new evidence that is being presented yeah a lot of the everything is based off of you know the mindset and the information of people thousands of years ago and in some ways, the uh, you know the principles uh, that they were teaching and you know practicing are you know they're still relevant today. So don't get me wrong there, um, but some of the other stuff in between, um, yeah. I mean, we you know to, to incorporate science into your religious belief does not make you a non-believer. Absolutely. You know, for, for yeah, for me, it's like how do I put like, I'm just human, you know, so, like, how do I have, like, the God's mind, you know, whatever you believe, like, the universe mind, you know, it's such a yeah. big scale. You open and, up that third eye. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, yeah, like, um, the big one, real quick, because you and I are both in agreement of this, is that, you know, God, the universe, the frequency, you know, energy, whatever it is, you know, yeah, the yeah. Gaia, um, like, if you really like think about what its main goal is it's just to like keep the balance um 
you know, like everything that is created is we're all codependent on something and like this domino effect. Like if one goes out, like it starts falling, falling off. And uh, we can get into that later and what it, it means to me. But I mean, like once I kind of it, it's more that like once I kind of put my mind, you know, like. And that like, OK, like how did like God see this and scaling it down to a way that like I could understand it? You know, most of the time my analogy is like, okay, like I just have to look at like parents, you know, like everyone says like God's the father, you know, so like, okay, like mm-hmm. what does a good dad, what does a good dad do? Yeah. You know, what dad that you want, the one that you think is like perfect, you know, so like yeah. when I scale it down to that, a lot of those things that are like in between, I was like, okay, well, those are the things that are like the traditional values that we're holding on because, you know, times change. And, you know, uh, we are exposed to, to new, um, new, new facts, you know? Yeah. Um, just to kind of touch on a part of what you said, there's a phrase in, like, in Wicca and New Age and Transcendentalism, pretty much says, as above, so below. Mm-hmm. So there's this, like you were saying, like, I try to look at God, like God the Father, and I try to shrink that down into something that i can absorb myself at this level because you can't you can't really understand god you can have ideas about how god interacts with us i mean we don't even like the ocean yet you know yeah like we uh we're still kind of changing our mind on what gravity is there's there's so many things that are uh are constants but our understanding of them is constantly changing like the only constant is the constant change everything is in flux and our understanding our opinions have to change with them so yeah you said there's principles that are always right i wouldn't necessarily say they're always right but they're pretty close yeah there's certain things yeah there's certain things that aren't likely to change over the course of several thousand years now in a hundred thousand years people are probably going to look back at humans now assuming that you know we somehow make it um and be like what the fuck were they doing in 2020 bunch of idiots had no idea how to live bunch of stupid monkeys like that's how we're going to be looked at we're going to be looked at as these like dumb little creatures in a hundred thousand years well yeah and here's here's a quick you know couple examples because like like mental well-being mental health is like very important to me so that was kind of like a big uh reason i really wanted to do something like this something i'm passionate about and like as said i feel like i have a pretty good skill set to like just help people you know and that either like one they're not alone you know they're not other people have you know go through the same thing and uh just have a place if they don't feel real comfortable um you know talking to friends or talking to family that like here they can listen in and just kind of have like uh like a reassurance and just a couple of you know different ways that they can start to uh internalize and 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 work out of that you know or manage it better you know, whether it's a couple of tips or pointers that they pick up from us, that's great. By, by no means are we like psychologists or anything like that. You know, we're <laughs> no. just here. Yeah, we're just here to help. We're just here to, you know, and have a good time. 
while doing it. But like back back then, you know, early biblical days, if someone was acting mentally unstable, it was like, oh, you're possessed by a demon. You know? I mean, in some parts of the world, in some parts of the world, right. like, but in other parts of the world, if someone was mentally unstable, they were, you know, touched by God. They, uh, they became the shamans. They became the holy men. So it's, it really is a lot to do with your perspective. Because, sure, like, if you were in, uh, let's say, what's now, like, the Middle East, you know, where Christianity really stemmed from, or Judeo Judaism, Christianity, like, monotheism in general yeah like it's a demon it's like something evil got into you because you're mentally unstable but you know if you were in south america or parts of africa or you know even europe like two thousand years ago was all like shamanistic earth people druids and like the celts and all they were you know nomadic people eating amanita mascara mushrooms and tripping their fucking faces off but and, yeah but you know, like today, we can like say like, okay, like you have a chemical imbalance. You know, like we understand. Yeah. So we can like look even deeper into like what it actually is instead of taking it at face value. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I uh, I have a lot of varying opinions on those type of things, though. Like the actual chemical aspect of mental health um because i genuinely believe there's medicines out there um and by that i mean like the synthetic medicines the medicines that are prescribed by doctors that have done a lot of help for a lot of people and but i also believe that and granted this is just like i was a 90s kid i was born in the 80s i was raised in the 90s that's when like ritalin was being okay. handed out to What's that? Go Rugrats. That's right. Rugrats is my shit. Baby got to do what a baby got to do. Um, I feel like a lot of those drugs and chemicals were like handed out like candy to kids. Like, ah, he can't sit still in class. Here's some Ritalin. Oh, he acts out a little bit because his parents are getting divorced. Here's a, you know, an SSRI. Here's, you know, Zoloft or Paxil. And again, I'm not a doctor, so like. If I just said something that was wrong, I don't know if those are SSRIs. I could be, I could be wrong. I don't know. But, yeah, but like Prozac or whatever it is. Yeah. And that what was that once again like okay so like even back in like the the nineties, you know they found something that helped and then it was like, you know the truth you know or a fact. Exactly. And, and now like in like you know 2010 they realized hey this is not a long term solution we're going to do this temporarily but maybe yeah. like counseling uh, you know working you know taking this while going through like counseling because and that's what I'm saying is like sometimes you get new information presented you know like okay like we thought, thought this was right we're still fine tuning it. Exactly. And I think that's that's like a humility that a lot of people have forgotten is part of our reality like that's a constant part of reality is this constant learning anybody that's dogmatic about anything really anything i don't i don't trust whether you're dogmatic about current scientific theories or you're dogmatic about current forms of medicine or mental health like you're dogmatic about anything i don't trust you i don't like trust your opinion i'll listen and i'll hear it out and I'll do my best to do so like openly and um, 
and respectfully, but I'm still, I'm very leery of people that are like, this is the truth. This is the truth right now. The truth is evolving like everything else. Right? This is, hell, we're just people right now. Nobody knows what we're going to be in like 300,000 years, which is a very long time. But if we're evolving, our ideas should be evolving as well. And that requires not holding on to uh, the dogma of religion like we were talking about. Like there are things that were true for the people of uh, Jerusalem 2,000 years ago that are not true for people of 2020. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean that's, that's very true. And I think um, it's tough. You know, we've, we've talked about this before about when you feel like offended by something or you feel uncomfortable of just that is an area of just little understanding that you have not yet been able to um, receive you know you're not receptive to it for whatever reason and like yeah sometimes it can be like scary because you're going to learn something and you're going to feel like oh god I've just wasted the last 10 years of my life you know following this I mean, here, here's like, okay, so here's like a good one. And um, yeah, I think about like, okay, so it's like, God is my father. Like, just think of him as like, right, as my, you know, regular dad, you know, and we have like a bunch of siblings, right? Mm-hmm. And one says, fuck you. You know, like, you're not the, you know, you're, you're not greatest thing in the world or the universe you know like i'm gonna do my own thing you know i don't need you you know everything that you taught me is a lie blah 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 blah. because this is actually a good this is like the idea that i had in uh in like church because like all you ever hear is like the devil's evil you gotta smite the devil kill the devil you know it's got to be defeated and so like we we forget that like lucifer is a son of god you know, so like if you believe that God is this all loving entity, do you really think he wants to kill his son? No, he's just in timeout. <laughs> <laughs> Go to your room. You know what? You're just gonna sleep in the basement. You're sleeping in the basement. Yeah. But it's hot down there. With no air conditioning. That's where the water heater is. <laughs> like Yeah, that's where like yeah, the, the rats and all the bugs, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. It's like dewy and moisty, and there's mold and all that kind of shit. And, and you know, God has a lot of kids, which means like the washer and dryer is always running, so it sounds like just like garbage down there. So circuit, old water heater, radiator, the circuit breakers down there, and you're just like, hey, flip the switch. <laughs> it's leaking down here. It's always wet down here. Yeah, yeah. You get to hear all the noises from above, so. Yeah. You know, when those Nephilims are getting made and you're just like, oh, God, this again. Gee. Yeah. Every so, so often he grabs like the uh, he grabs the broom and hits the ceiling. Shut up up there. You know, and it's like, no wonder this guy is mad. Yeah. <laughs> wonder yeah. his bitterness and resentment. And I'm like, yeah, you know, sympathy for the devil, because it's just like to go. I just, like, just, That's kind of been like a, a thing for me, whether it's like all these, you know, uh, the or not the the shows that kind of put Lucifer in like a lighter light that's making me been like okay like 
he's really misunderstood. Shout out to Supernatural. Yeah. Like, making Lucifer into, like, a cool character since before it was cool. Uh, yeah, shout out. Wearing my, <laughs> wearing my family business. So Jensen Ackles, if somehow you hear this and you want to sponsor the podcast or just, like, honestly, if you just, like, tweeted my name, I would... Well, I'd make a mess in my pants. I'm going to be honest with you right now. <laughs> yeah, my, my Jensen pants get tight pretty quick. So if you're ever in Dallas, go see our boy. Well, he's not really our boy, but Austin. You know, he's Austin. the world's boy. <laughs> he's got yeah, Austin, sure. not Dallas. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I thought I said Texas. Yeah, you said Dallas. Oh, well, you know what? Still, shout out to Dallas. Dallas is a cool city. Yeah, except we won't get into that. But anyway. You know, so, like, this whole idea of, like, hey, maybe killing, you know, like, being so gung-ho towards that is, like, not the right approach. Because, like, once again, get into that balance thing. Like, hey, for something to be extremely good, there has to be bad as a comparison. Um, I think that might just be a matter of our perception. I, again, I don't know if that's actually a truth i think it's something that we observe um because we are we exist very what's the word i'm we tend to look as look at everything as a dichotomy um everything is a state of like we're either asleep or we're awake or you know we're we're so binary in our thinking um don't get me started on gender right now i don't want to talk about it but we are we're we're very binary in our thinking either things are good or they're bad the stoics had uh kind of a term a thought for this like because they were trying to get rid of the idea of good versus bad like there are preferred outcomes and there are non-preferred outcomes because if you walk around all day thinking like this is bad this is good you don't really see the world as it is you see it through this tainted lens of how you want it to be or don't want it to be and i think that's a problem a lot of people have is they you know they're living in fear what that literally does like if you're living in fear everything is a threat and if everything is a threat to you you can't actually utilize it or appreciate it you know if you're walking through the woods and you hear a rustle and you're living in fear that's a wolf or that's a fucking murderous psychopath when like in reality it's probably a cute little squirrel or a deer um you're not really seeing the world as it is and like that's actually my definition of love my definition of love is being able to see something as what it truly is not as good or bad um like there's a genuineness to it, an authentic authenticity to it. Yeah, kind of lost I, my track of thought there. <laughs> my definite definition of love. It was actually given to me by my high school religion teacher, and it's just been so spot on. You know, as I continue to you know push myself and explore and you know uh, develop, is he said that love is letting others be others. And yeah, he just let that he just kind of left it there and over the years as i think about it um you know it's not loving somebody for who they used to be right and then not loving somebody for who they might be you know who they're growing 
going to grow into because i mean you're you're constantly changing i mean that's a that yeah. can be, that's a that's a truth to me that like that's what my you know my dad told me you know there's like three things that will be at the top of his like wisdom list to me and one of it is like things are always changing yeah everything's in flux yeah you know and he's all like the sooner you can understand that the better you'll be for it you know you change which way you're going to drive to work you change what you're going to eat you know you change your clothes you know like it's always change you know and that was like the simple you know examples that he gave me and it's yeah with people you know and you're like oh you'd like see somebody and you're like oh i really love them and you know, three years later, there's somebody totally different. And you're just like, yeah, I don't, I thought you were going to be something else. That's why I've been like hanging in there. You know, somebody who was really, you thought was just really cool. And, you know, they have like all these cool stories and things that they did. And now they're just at a different stage in their life. Yeah. Um, I think it was, yeah, I was talking to one of my exes uh, a couple years ago and like she was having an issue with, her roommate, her best friend, um, and she was contemplating whether or not she should move out, leave her roommate kind of high and dry. And she's like, "But I love her, and I, I, I can't do that to somebody I love." And I, I, I think the advice I gave was, "Love is unconditional. Love is unconditional because if love is true, it is free of outcome. It's free of what you could be. It's free of what you used to be." But relationships are very um, dependent on things. You know, love is unconditional. Relationships are conditional. Like, you're my boy. I love you. But if you stole money from me, sorry, you're not my boy anymore. Still love <laughs> for you. Still love you, but well, like, hopefully we're not... Like- why I did that and I was like dude I developed like this serious crack problem and I don't know how to do it and then it can go back to being like okay well you know like I can you know I'll, I'll help you you know I'll, I'll see you through this you know like let's try and you know get through this so yeah yeah and but once again that's I mean going back to like what you said like things are in flux like all of a sudden love is unconditional until it's not no I think yeah, that's that's true too. If if everything is in flux, even love would be in flux. Um, I think it's. Hmm. Damn, you just challenged my uh, challenged my belief on my my definition there for a second. I'm well. I mean, it's not that you. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's that I'm trying to challenge your belief because, like, like I said, ours is like very similar. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's kind of like what I explain to people like um when they're trying to choose a career yeah Uh, if you're passionate about something the sacrifices will be worth it you know the sacrifice of you know giving up your friday night or uh you know missing you know a day to go skiing or you know missing a concert like if if it's worth it to you to to sacrifice those things you know, then it probably is, you know, for you, you know, and it, it can be the same thing about people. If you're, you're like passionate about, you know, somebody, you know, you have love for them, you have empathy, like you have um, uh, trust and all this kind of stuff, then seeing them through that would just be like, it's worth the sacrifice. 
is the juice worth the squeeze? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and if you, you know, if you don't, you're like, well, chance, I can't trust you because you've already kind of did these other things that have, you know, once again, these experiences that have like led you to end up where you're at. Yeah. You know, like, I love you. I'm, you know, this is who you are. But once again, there has to, this is, uh, this is going to be tricky to say. You, you have to know your limits. You know, like, if you know that you really can't help me. And it is only, you know, now instead of destroying one life, you're destroying two lives. Yeah. And that's it. Like, we were talking about mental health. Um, if, if a relationship in any form is destructive to me, um, not to say like, it's hard. Cause like, I've been in plenty of hard relationships. I've like, I have hard relationships with my family. I have hard relationships with plenty of people. Um, because I, I think differently than they do, you know, like one of my, some of my growing up closest members of my family have very very different political and religious beliefs than I do and I've made it you know a rule of mine that I'll always speak my truth and I won't push it down anybody's throat but if like if somebody engages me in conversation I speak my truth and that doesn't always go over well with you know your your 80-something-year-old grandmother who, like, this is what she believes. You know, I'm not going to patronize her and be like, yeah, my mom, sure, you're right, when I don't agree. Um, But at the same time, like, those relationships, they don't damage me. If they did damage me, though, like, I would walk away because I'd rather be healthy and happy than maintain relationships that are bad for me but like there's this very super fine line between like maybe you're just a dick like if you think everybody around you is toxic maybe it might you're be you toxic. yeah you might <laughs> yeah be. and like you can you can kind of distance yourself from relationships without like totally cutting them off too like i don't talk to a lot of people in my family that much but it's not a matter of like you're toxic. I'm not going to hang out with you. Like, on Thanksgiving, I'll go fucking talk to him. Yeah, it's 2020 I, if we have Thanksgiving. Yeah, I mean, I when I was uh, younger, I went and saw a counselor. And one of the things that he told me was just like, you know, and you've actually told me this too, where he goes, don't have an expectation out of people. You know, like, let people present themselves how, you know, they are. Yeah. You know, don't already, don't expect something because it's how, you know, in your head on, you know, on paper that it works out that way. When in reality, he goes, maybe some people only have a certain skill set. And, you know, that's okay. You know, know, know your limitations, know other people's limitations. And then you're able to, like, you, you can work. You can work with that. You know, if you understand like the contents, like you're saying, the your your grandma, she's just born in a different time, and she's yeah. had to think about that, um, and and you know, develop in that way, which is like you you you're growing up in a different time, 
and you know same thing if we met somebody today that you and i are out hanging out we meet somebody from a different part of the world you know we go to a different part of the world and you know we're listening to their ideas and their lifestyle and what they think is okay and all this stuff it's just like okay like some of that stuff is like really cool works for me i can incorporate it some of that stuff i don't doesn't mean like that person is is wrong you know or evil or you know are they're better or whatever it's just um it's always like um like i i think of it as like two plus two is four and so it's like two times four and the main two times four is eight uh, sorry two times two is is four and two times and two plus two is four so it's the same different ways also we are not mathematicians yeah i'm only (laughs) in the room as you can see adjacent asian but i'm sure there must be an asian around here floating around just checking up on me making sure uh but yeah i mean i've got incense burning right now does that count i don't i don't know if i want to start off the the first episode with a a ton of racial jokes right now i will (laughs) good call good call well i will put that i'll put the pause on that and wait for a, a better time but yeah, I, you know, you have a lot of these people that end up bailing on each other because they never took the time to understand the other person, you know, and kind of, be, you know, and like distinguish, you know, in what circle, you know, what capacity do you, do they work in and like, which one do you work best? Like I, I have certain friends, like I only see them during the summer because that's like the only time that they want to be friends. Yeah. Yeah. Some people like um are gonna hibernate during the winter like it yeah. doesn't mean that they're less friendly it's just i'm, I'm gonna lay in bed all winter yeah or the, yeah, there's the opposite you know some people some people are more active during the fall and winter because like around here in oregon like there is still a ton of stuff to do yeah um, you know some people you can be around for like an hour some people you can be around all day and so you just gotta like start learning you know, the people that you are interacting with and, and you know, and welcoming into your life and just, you know, let them present who who they are without saying like, oh, man, this guy, like, he's a party animal and I just want to go out and do that. And it turns out he only parties like once every month. Yeah, but he parties hard once a month. Right. So, all right, cool. You know, and you're just so like, oh, well, that guy's boring. Like, he's like, he's a phony or whatever. And it's just like, well, I mean, have you really understand that person? You know, are taking the time to just like, you know, see where they're coming from. So we had that conversation a few years ago about, you know, life being a game and leveling up and, you know, all that kind of metaphor. Imagine you're playing like Mortal Kombat or some kind of like combat game against somebody. You know, you got... You got square, square, triangle, up, down, up, down. That's like your move. But like, if you're just trying to do that and you're not paying attention to your opponent, you're not going to win just because like you know the right buttons. You got to actually like pay attention to the game, not just how you know how to play the game. Does that make sense? Yeah, because I mean, you're you're approaching everything like it's a stepping stone. You know, like, oh, I just got to beat this guy and then I get you know mm-hmm. and then I'm here and i need this guy to beat this you know to get to this chick and then i beat this chick you know and, and then i'll get to like the top and- well, okay let's let's uh 
let's ignore like the the video game aspect of it. Let's talk about like really fighting, like actual combat sports in a real fight. Like you boxed, I did martial arts. You did some martial arts growing up too. Um, if you're, <laughs> yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, but I was never very good. Um, <laughs> I did not um, enjoy it at all. I was just <laughs> shitty at it and decided really? not for me. Yeah, I enjoy it. Uh, because of this, really, like, if you're if you're paying attention to like the punch that you throw or the kick that you kick, opposed to like your opponent, you're gonna get your ass beat. But if you're genuinely there in the moment and you're like you're connecting, and I think that's why fighting is an amazing thing because. It pulls you into this realm of understanding where you're not thinking about the future, you're not thinking about the past, like you're not sitting there planning out, you know, like uh, Sherlock Holmes, the movie where he's like, I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do that. That's dumb. That's not how the world works. Maybe if you're like some kind of weird on the spectrum genius savant, savant fighter, maybe, but for most people, it's just like clear and present in the moment accepting what is and i think if you take that you learn how to accept that reality and bring that into your life and relationships it's super beneficial like well, you learn how yeah. to just so here let me just i think um just so i'm making sure that i'm like hearing you or maybe just saying it a different way yeah, yeah. It, you expect everyone to like follow your game plan <laughs> shout out to kombucha yeah, you know, follow your game plan, you know, like, well, I train this way, so I should win. And you get in there, you yeah. know, you're going to be real shocked because that other person has their own game plan. Yeah. You know, they're going to do everything, you know, and their whole, I, I'm not saying that people are out there to like unravel your game plan, but yeah, you know, you're, you're coming out there. And if you don't have the ability to adjust, you know, and to work off of that, then yeah, then it's not going to end you know, well for you. Yeah, you know, everybody has a game plan in life. And, you know, it might be a sloppily built out game plan that you haven't really thought it through. Um, but everybody has dreams, aspirations, desires, and they're looking for people around them to either work with, to work for, or to work over. And that sounds really mean, but it's the truth. Like, we all want things, and we're looking at who can we connect with to achieve those goals. No, okay, so, like, kind of tying it back in. Here we go. I think I got all it. All right. Right on. Okay, so, like, fighting. Uh, same, like, if any relationship you're about to start or relationships that you have, if you don't give them... Ladies, we're both single. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't give them, you know, a little bit of respect and some open space to present yourself then you really don't know what you're up against. Yeah. 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 And sometimes you got to let people throw their jabs, like let them throw their jabs. Let a, like, let's see what's what. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so if you like, you know, and if you are, you know, out there and yeah, you're like, Oh man, you end up talking to somebody at the bar. You're just like hanging out at sports game, wherever concert. And you just like, you know, meet somebody that could potentially be a friend. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, just give them a little bit of respect and give them a little space to like operate in, you know, so yeah. you can 
yeah, you can really see, um, you know, what's going on. And um, I, th I don't, I just feel like there's not a lot of that going around. I feel like the people get like zero space. They have to walk a very tight rope, you know, and make sure that their best face is on all the time. And there isn't that real, like, authentic, like genuine, like, hey, this is me presenting myself. It's all like, well, I use this for fun. And I know this person and like, I like to go here. And of course, like, yeah, me too. You know, me, I'm, yeah, me too. And well, that's a very Portland, like, not to like not to be mad at Portland, but my time when I was out there that that tends to be like a lot of people are like that um uh we we can go into that at another time because I have a whole topic of like being consumed by Portland because Portland is really not in touch with the rest of the country and it is its own little bubble and yes. you know but because yeah, every time I go and travel, people are way more approachable and receptive. You've also kind of debunked that and said, like, well, you got that vacation energy. You know, you're walking a little bit. Yeah. Or yeah. Just, like, got to go to work. And yeah, travel dick is a <laughs> big dick energy. Like, it is. And so, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I've also tried to keep that, you know, okay, here's some new information. Is this true? You know, is it our, and trying to decipher that and, and come up with like my own idea on it. But no, I, but I, you know, I guess I'm, you know, and I'm working in the confines of my own city. Yeah. That's where like, I get like that thought process from. It's like, yeah, you know, people are like on a very, you know, tight rope, you know, they're not given a lot of, I'm not saying that you have to respect the person by their mere presence, but like people are demanding, you know, like if I'm meeting you, like you're demanding that you should have all the respect instead of, you know, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So what what do you do? You know, it's a kind of like the you got to impress me. I'm like, I'm not the court jester here. Yeah. You, know? um, like, you didn't even pay me. So, you know, if you're not going to pay the band, you know, if you're going to pay the band before they play. I think that's there's a there's an interesting energy that goes along with that. Like there's demanding respect. Um and there's kind of, in my opinion, how I've received the most respect is kind of just walking into a room and thinking, like, I don't care. I don't care if you respect me or not. Like, I'm here to do what I'm going to do, and that's what I'm going to do. And if you, you know, openly disrespect me, that's a different conversation. But for the most part, I don't care. I don't care. Like, if you respect me, cool. Um hopefully we can work together in life and kind of make something happen but for the most part i don't care if people respect me yeah I, well like, yeah i don't go around expecting to be respected but yeah if you're going to interact then i would you know expect like common decency you know so yeah. like just a little bit of respect to like show that and not well, mostly it's just like not disrespect like so long as you don't enter my space or so long as you don't the word I believe in boundaries. I think boundaries are very important and people need to respect them. Um, so like, yeah, if you enter my space, like mentally, physically, emotionally, and I don't want you there, I'm going to be clear, like, yo, back up. Um, besides that, though, if you're sitting on the other side of the room, like mean mugging me because whatever, you feel some kind of way about me. All right. Whatever. I don't care. Yeah. If you hate me on the internet, 
like because of something I posted or some kind of argument that I have. Okay. Whatever. Well, and, yeah, and like for me, like if you have some sort of gripe or you feel some type of way, I'm not going to take it personal because nine out of ten times you didn't ask a clarifying question. Yeah. Yeah. You, did, you don't know me personally, so I'm not going to take it personally. Yeah. And I think that is like a huge thing is that um, everyone thinks that they have like this above average like awareness or intuition. And it's like, by who, who's told you that? You know, like, where did you, where does that come from? You know, like, that's my clarifying question. It's like, what makes you feel that you, that that's like your skill? You know, like you're a master of observation. You know, like I pride myself in doing that. But then again, like I can explain myself. And I'm yeah. Not, and I'm not going to be offended if someone wants to question me, if they're doing it in like an aggressive way. And I'm, I'm going to be like, okay, well, you know, you're coming at me like, real hot right now and i don't understand why so if you can explain that emotion to me maybe we can like reset this conversation and you know because if you are trying to learn or i said said something that you know didn't sit right with you then let's talk about it that's actually kind of a perfect leeway into something we were talking about before we started recording um about logic and like the logical fallacies and like the way people actually discuss things if if you're reacting emotionally um not to say i have any issues with emotion i think emotions are a great thing but if your response or your opinion on something is based more on your emotion than on a logic that's fine you know trust your vibe that's fine i have no problem with somebody living off of vibe instead of logic if that's how you're going to live but don't take your emotional reaction and imply that it's logical like nor should you take logical emotion or logical arguments and apply them to emotional conversations like if you're you know sitting with a lover or yeah let's just say like you're like you're sitting laying in bed with a chick and like you're having an emotional conversation and she's feeling some kind of way don't be like well no this is the logic of it. No, you got to address that emotion. The same is true for if you're trying to have a logical argument and you're clearly being emotional, you don't have some kind of moral high ground because you feel a certain type of way. Like, I kind of lost my track of thought there. You you look like you were going to say something. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say you're like laying with a chick or a dude, you know, not discriminating. Hey, whatever, man. Yeah. yeah. A trans or yeah i don't fucking go i really don't i don't really care that's Not why for, i use the word lover like if you're laying with a lover like your anime doll you're blanking <laughs> years old you know different yeah. folks for different folks been there done that just didn't work out for me you know what i'm saying yeah. um so long as it's consensual you do what you want to do homie uh but no i mean that's a really good point because i think um it's like oil and water you know yeah. emotion um yeah it's, it's very hard to get them to you know co coexist together and it takes you know bigger minds than the, your average person yeah. and um what was it dang it now did i just lose my train of thought because yeah, yeah. but no it's uh i like the oil and water argument because you know, just the visualization of those things, like, moving around each other looks like 
the uh, the manifest version of the yin yang. Like the yin and the yang are always drawn a certain way, but the reality of those things is that they're in motion and they're three dimensional or four dimensional or five dimensional, whatever the universe actually is or this dimension actually is. I don't know. It's all wibbly wobbly, timey wimey shit. Shout out to Doctor Who. Um, it's it's very fluid and it's like it's always moving and you have to really acknowledge that if you're trying to have a conversation you have to acknowledge that like somebody is going to respond emotionally to your logic and somebody is going to try to apply logic to somebody's emotion and you have to be able to kind of take a step back and respect the dance that yeah. is a conversation it, what the, the part that I was that I kind of forgot was uh, or is you like the oil and water is because like neither side wants to budge you know neither side is really open to say like hey you know like I'm gonna you know I'm gonna listen to you I'm gonna let you like come into my space and really hear the other side of the coin and that's like a, a a big issue. Uh, I'll just speak for you know in the Portland area, is that they don't want to you know be receptive because they think that by listening and accepting and you know saying like okay like I agree with this point and I agree with this point, but these other three points you know is where I have a problem with that in some yeah. way is you know like losing like the the compromising is losing and giving up, you know, like their, their belief, their argument, their idea. And it's like, no, like you have to, you know, if you, if you want it to like be something, if you don't want it to be an argument and you want it to be like a, a an actual like conversation and you, you know, walk away with like, you know, taking some new pieces uh, along with you then yeah like it, it's okay to like say there was a you know you know that there's good points and it's just um you know it's it's i mean i don't know if it's just more prevalent because it's an election year right now and that like nobody wants to like agree with any side uh not really want to get into into like the political stuff right now but yeah it's it, all too raw right now yeah you know it's just like you know be a little bit open, like have a little f mental flexibility. Yeah. You're well, like not, there's the idea yeah, of cognitive dissonance. Yeah. You're not losing because you agreed with somebody. And honestly, if you are so passionate, you know, or you feel that you're such in the right, I would, this is my clarifying question to you is like, have you argued against it? Yeah. And I was talking about in, uh, in my, personal podcast um which isn't really i guess it is a podcast it's just like me talking for either five minutes or two hours depending on what it's going to be but i talked about that in my last episode um have you looked at your argument from another point have you done your very best to try to you know prove yourself wrong because if you haven't you don't really have much of a ground to stand on you're you know, you're building your logic on sand. So the second, like, it shakes a little bit, your entire logic comes crumbling to the ground. Um, 
it's like what you were saying, um, you know, a difference between an argument and a discussion. Like one is fighting, one is dancing. Like if you're dancing, both people walk away better. You know, if you're having a discussion, even if you disagree, you know, you're kind of vying for who's, you know, alpha or who's the winner of the conversation. Like that can be fun. I enjoy doing that. Me and you have had a few back and forths. Um, but if you're doing it in like an open form conversation, both people walk away better. Like this, all these arguments, whether they're religious or political or anywhere in between, there's a there's nuance that people are forgetting that nothing is black and white there's there's shades of gray there's all these like moving parts to everything um and we need to address that and stop acting like haha i said something that was clever that means i win like nah bro there's there's nuance um you were right about that one thing but that doesn't negate my point nor does it make your point more valid doesn't make you more truthful because you said something clever um yeah like if if right now i think people were trying to dance instead of fight we could actually be everybody walking away win 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 as like stephen covey says in seven habits of highly successful people situations should be win 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 a good conversation is a win for both people and a win for the world because those two people are going to go out into the world and kind of bring a better vibe around to it. That's, you know, everybody wins in a good conversation. Whereas well, an I, argument, yeah. I wouldn't even say that it's a, I would, you know, change it as a, as not necessarily win. It, it's that the one thing I did learn from fighting, like even if I lost or if, if I didn't do like a skill particularly right, it was like it was a better you know it was it wasn't it wasn't wasted you know it was like a that was a good experience you know yeah. and i feel like he's yeah. in bad things so i'm trying to think of like you know that was a developing experience you know which i would say because like even if you walk away and you you know there wasn't anything really like hashed out but you did it in a way that was like conducive and no one really hates each other and you kind of have like that mutual respect of like okay like you know that was good you know that you know that that really gave me a lot of things to work with you know that that helped me develop um i mean even just practicing that is you know a big um it's a good it's a good um stepping stone uh for me being like growing up like catholic and christian Um. I'm listening. I'm just stepping away from the camera for a second. Keep going. Uh, You know, I was like, okay, you know, I had to go through like the whole, I went through the question of like, do I believe? Because like my parents told me to believe, Um, you know, what is like faith to me? You know, all the people, you know, like atheists and, and all the other, you know, other religions, Hindu, Buddhist, uh, you know, I just took like some time. To just really try and break apart, you know, the the belief systems that I grew up with, you know, tried like the atheist thing, the Muslim thing, you know, and be honest, um, my religious teacher that I had was super cool, you know, very, you gave, gave, gave you that space 
and he was like, you know, you should ask questions. You should challenge it because, you know, it'll, it'll make you, whatever it is that you end up believing, it'll make you believe it, you know, to like the point where you, you you know, that's the hill that you're going to live and die on, where I feel like a lot of people are just going to live and die on a hill made of bullshit. And when I could see the other side of the curtain and be like, okay, like this is what atheists believe and this is why they think everything is like a, you know, the land of make-believe over here in a Christian church and that it's all just really good bedtime stories and it's like, yeah, okay, like I can can see that. You know, that is not like a... um, it's not an unfounded belief. It, it, right. There's, I like I believed that when I left, because I grew up Christian, and then when I was like a young teenager, that's what happened to me. Like a lot of young people, I saw all the, uh, I saw all the problems, um, and you know, like most people, it's hard to, it's hard to see the good in something when you see problems in it. So you know, I saw all the uh, the inconsistencies and all the, um. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, hypocrisy. I saw all the hypocrisy in Christianity. So clearly, as you know, a 14 year old in 1999, like I'm an atheist. Yep, I'm an atheist. And then slowly became an agnostic, and then like this, and then that, and like jumped all over my beliefs. But. Yeah, you're right. Like, it wasn't until I really looked at things and questioned them did I, like, I find any actual faith and comfort. Um, Because faith, like, we have this idea of faith. Faith is believing something without any evidence. I disagree with that. I disagree with that's what the definition of faith should be. Faith is, like, believing in something fully. Um that hasn't necessarily manifest like i have faith in myself in a fight i know that like if i walk down the street and somebody like nobody would actually like put up their fists anymore everybody pulls a knife or a gun but like if for some reason i got into a fight i have faith that i could you know survive kind of handle myself that's because i've cultivated that you know, I, I work out, I've practiced these things, I've practiced this mentality um, over many years. So I have faith in myself to, like, go to another country or go to a city that I don't know and walk around because I've, I've cultivated my ability to read vibes. I've cultivated my ability to read people, to read areas, to pay attention to little nuanced things. I have faith in that power that i have yeah and this, I, that's a good the same point. sorry one real quick the same is true for my faith in you know more esoteric higher power type things because i've cultivated that i've walked out into the woods and maybe had some uh interesting uh interactions with some more earthy medicines that have uh shown some things to me and proven some things to me so i've cultivated that faith in a higher power through that the same way i've cultivated my faith in myself to you know walk through this life okay so first of all we've really like big dick this thing and shot clear past the the finishing line because we're out here like a almost an hour and 40 minutes but i just uh, no, no no we've been talking for an hour 40 minutes we've only been recording for an hour 
Oh, okay. See, yeah. I don't have the timer that you have. Yeah, yeah, it's one right. minute, one hour, three minutes. Okay, so well, okay, that, that's better because uh, you know, as we're going through our growing pains of this show and the technical yeah. difficulties of like two old drunk guys trying to fit in in this new age world. But I just wanted to agree with you real quick on just like, yeah, faith is like, and uh, as the way that you explained it, like, yeah, if you've been working towards something, then yeah, you should have that belief that like faith that the possibility of things going the way that you expect should be pretty high. You know, it doesn't mean that you um, like expect that a hundred percent, but the fact that it's, it's like, yeah, I put, you know, like, yeah, I have faith that that business is going to work because they've done like all the preparation. They've done all the things right. Like obviously um, on paper, you know, they checked all the boxes. Yeah. And so like, if they do end up working out, then you're like, yeah, see, like I believed in them. And if they don't, you're like, oh man, you know, it's, you know, that's a tough one. Hopefully they learn and bounce back and are, you know, can do something else. But, um, yeah, I mean, when you go out there and you just start observing the world and you start looking at like the complexities and the, the intricate moving parts and you, you see how everything, you know, works together and, you are also, you know, taking in the information that like backs all these things up. Then, yeah, you should you should have faith, and yeah, uh, you know, and being able to like, you know, for me, yeah, to to believe that there is something uh, bigger than yourself. I don't really think that it's like if you really did take the time. Um, like I said, when I was in that kind of like atheist mind state, it's just like. I, I don't know, man. Like, I get it, you know, and I understand. And I'm, you know, I'm just trying to flush my mind of this. Um, it just still didn't add up to me. There just felt like there was that, that other variable that's unaccounted for. And, like, for right now, like, who knows what it really is uh, until, yeah. you know, we continue to develop and grow, you know, as, you know, uh, you know humanity. And maybe one day it is, you know, we do have the science or the right instruments to like pick up, you know, that 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 feeling, you know. Um, yeah. And then we've kind of talked about the soul and we can go, you know, I mean, we'll probably touch about it multiple times. But like to me, there's what you've explained as like that lizard brain that like that mechanism that makes you do all the things that you're supposed to do. Like, hey, you're thirsty. Hey, you're hungry. Hey, you need yeah. to sleep. Hey, you need to reproduce. Yeah. Um, but you know you can do something like free climb and your mind's going to be like you know that lizard brain's gonna be like don't do that that's that's high possibility of death high possibility of death yeah. but that soul part of you is like i have faith that i can do it you know like that yeah. soul part of you is what turns that lizard brain off that's to me that's where i see free will being and i think if you uh again to use the word like cultivate if you can cultivate your relationship with that that soul voice that voice that says like i have faith this is going to be fucking awesome if you can cultivate your and you have to cultivate it like a lot of people talk about living in the now and just be yourself and i you know there's a nuance to those arguments that's correct but i think that they're also lacking a lot of uh a lot of points you have to cultivate being a man like 
You have to cultivate being a good man. You have to cultivate being good at being a man. You have to cultivate being spiritual. You have to cultivate your own strength. You have to cultivate this faith, this relationship with that soul. And when you have a good relationship with your soul, man, you just feel better. You take better chances. You you move through the world in a much more loving way because that's all the soul really is the soul is just like that pure love that's trying to connect with everything trying to feel reality as deeply as possible um when you cultivate that and you learn how to really live in that state yeah you want to go free climb you want to go like hiking you want to start a podcast where you like you talk about love and spirituality and religion and shit because because you're awesome and that's what you want to do you want to share that with the world yeah i think we should have an episode where we talk about the different walkabouts that you take in your life yeah spiritual walkabout you know physical walkabout a relational you know relationship walkabout i mean i guess they call that the honeymoon but i don't know it could be different i mean no like for me it was like trying polyamorous that was a little bit of a relationship walkabout (laughs) i think so, it was uh, it was an experience. Yeah, we got lots in the in the well of ideas. We've definitely been, you know, given that. But if we're right out here at the at the hour mark, one ten, I, yeah, I think that's kind of perfect. Yeah, a good spot to wrap it all up and uh, see everybody next time. All right, my soul brother. Peace. Peace. Um, I guess I'm gonna.